Welcome to Live, Love, Survive, and Thrive. This is Rhonda Shortino. This podcast is for you, to help you really live, not just exist, but to live your best life, to help you to give and receive love, to put your love into action because love always splashes back up on the giver to help you to survive the tough times and to truly thrive by finding and fulfilling your life's purpose. I hope you'll subscribe so you'll get the latest podcasts. Thank you so much for tuning in today. So here we go. Hey, it's Rhonda Shortino. Thanks so much for joining me today. As I'm sitting here recording this episode, it's Sunday and I'm in my pajamas. (laughs) Okay, I really didn't have to tell you that, did I? But I did because there's a reason. Uh, What's Sunday for anyway? It's for resting and recuperating from the week. It's for rejuvenating for the next week. Um, You know, I'm not any kind of a biblical scholar, but I know that there must be a reason that there is a Sabbath, that there's a time specifically designated that we're supposed to rest. Um, The way I think about Sundays is it's a time to reflect on where you are and where you're going. You know, all of us have probably heard what's been said about, um, you know, the average American spends more time planning their vacation than they do their life. And this, this is a way recognizing Sunday and really setting it aside and having a specific plan for doing this. Uh, I don't mean sit around in your pajamas all day and, you know, just be lazy and watch TV and eat potato chips. I'm talking about really having a plan for rest. Doesn't that kind of sound like a contradiction in terms? Uh, but it's not. So when we take a minute and get off the hamster wheel, we can reflect on where we are in our lives. A lot of people don't want to do that because they're afraid that they're going to actually look at their life and go, oh, I'm not where I thought I'd be. I'm not where I hoped I'd be by this time, by this age. You know, we put a lot of false measurements on our lives. I remember a lady saying to me when I was in my early 20s, and I think she was in her 40s, and she said, okay, so my rule in life has always been to make however many thousands of dollars per year Uh, that's my age. So in other words, when she was 34, she wanted to make $34,000 a year. When she was 40, she wanted to make $40,000 a year. And I remember thinking, huh, that's kind of weird. I mean, maybe it was perfectly normal for her, but it just seemed like a completely false um, setup for 
success or failure? Like, is that really success to make $40,000 a year when you're 40 years old? Is it, is it failure if you don't? Is it really failure? Uh, so it just didn't make sense to me. But I'm saying all this to encourage you to just do it. If you really sit down and reflect on your life, where you are and where you're going, you may just find out that it's actually better than where you, what you thought you'd be doing, where you thought you'd be at this point. Now, when I say reflect on where you are, I'm not talking about what zip code you live in and what kind of a car you drive. I I didn't say pull out your QuickBooks and print off a balance sheet and let's go line by line and see where you are. See, automatically, people tend to go there, Americans. Uh, let's reflect on where we are does not mean uh, financially, um, you know, in terms of what we have. It means where are we emotionally? Where are we in terms of our relationships? The most important things in the world? Where are we with our emotions? how we want to feel, our happiness, our satisfaction with ourselves. And then where are we going? Are we going in the right direction on these things that really matter? Think about character. Things like resilience, resourcefulness, courage, determination, tenacity, A lot of us, as I'm recording this, uh, had a completely awful year in the year 2020. Uh, So we could all collectively sit around and go, wow, I'm not where I thought I'd be Uh, in any measurement. Okay, that's fine. I mean, let's just not fall into a pit of depression over it. Let's look at where we're going. Where do we want to be? You know, and honestly, things like a sense of happiness, fulfillment, those kinds of things. I know this, you know, may sound weird. It may even sound completely bogus to you. But hear me out. You know, we can choose those things. We can choose, we can decide that we are going to be happy or we're going to work at it and try to find ways to increase our happiness. Try to find reasons to smile, reasons to laugh. I'm telling you, to the degree that we can do that, we're better able to get through tough times. I didn't say tough times aren't going to happen. The reality is they are. None of us have seen our last 
tough day. Uh, but when we know how to moderate our feelings and turn the volume up or down on the things that we really want in our life or the things we don't want in our life, the feelings, uh, the emotions that accompany those things, the sense of worry, anxiety, fear, all those things. When we turn the volume down on those things and turn the volume up on the things that make us laugh. We take control of how we feel. Okay, so all of this may just sound, you know, like crazy talk, but you know, this is the kind of thing I think about on Sundays because I give myself permission to just take a minute and really think about all these kinds of things. I measure results. I look at what I'm doing and try to determine whether or not it's working. You know, some things are, are just really difficult to know. You know, for example, you're raising kids, you're doing the best you can, uh, you may not know for 20 years whether or not the seeds that you're planting are really taking root. With things like that, mm, you just have to, I think, do your best to do the right things and then to trust that it's all going to work out, that those seeds of goodness are taking root. But but there are some things that you actually can measure. Um you know, as you're reading a book, you know, what page are you on? How far into it are you? Uh, recording this podcast, I can look and see, well, how many people are listening to my podcast? Which ones really get listened to and which ones don't? That gives me some kind of a clue as to what people value or don't. And so when we take the time to really measure the results of our lives uh, and just take an honest look and be willing to say, oh, dang, that's not working. You know, then we can make adjustments. That's really the point. It's not to measure results so that we can either um, pat ourselves on the back and congratulate ourselves for such uh, you know, great results, or conversely, feel miserable <laughs> because we've fallen short. The whole point is to say, okay, this is not where I want it to be. What do I have to do to make adjustments to get the results that I want? See, the theme with all this is taking responsibility, right, for our time, for the results of our lives. One of the things that I do on Sundays, uh, and it just works for me. I wish somebody would have told me this when I was much, much younger. Uh, but I prioritize the following week's tasks. I put the first things first. And unless the building is on fire, I keep the first things first. So you know what often happens when we don't prioritize like that? You start your Monday off and 
you know, something happens. Uh, the phone rings and somebody needs something and you're, you run off and do that or, and maybe it's work and maybe that's part of your work and maybe you have no choice over that. But a lot of the stuff that happens, we actually do have some modicum of control over. But unless we really make a list and say, okay, this week I have to pay my insurance premium renewal. Uh, I have to get my driver's license renewed. I have to pay my property tax. I have to pay the rent, whatever it is. Unless you, you know, really make a priority of those things, a lot of times what's ha what happens is everything comes up and, you, you know, three, four, five days go by and you look back and you go, oh, crud. I didn't get that done. I missed it. I forgot to pay that bill. Oh no, now there's a late fee and now there's interest and whatever. And you know, when that happens on stuff like a credit card, for example, the great deal that you got on that pair of shoes now just got eaten up with the $35 late fee and the $28 interest that just got charged. Yikes. That's just money that, you know, we might as well uh, roll up those dollar bills and light them on fire. So prioritize the next week's tasks and then get them done to the exclusion of everything else. So then there's the whole issue of the Sabbath. Maybe I should have started with this. But for me, this is just me. Um, I'm not a biblical scholar. But there's a reason why there's a Sabbath. It's a time that we're supposed to rest and rejuvenate and breathe and take care of ourselves. I think that one of the best forms of worship is to, to take our Sabbath, really do it, really rest, really give ourselves permission to truly rest and think about what good we're doing in the world. Did you know that the very things that have hurt the most can be the things that help you create a successful life? It's true. You can succeed in life, personally and professionally, not just despite what you've been through, but specifically because of it. You gained character traits, you learned specific abilities that you would not have acquired any other way. I want you to get a copy of my book, Succeed Because of What You've Been Through. Go to my website, rhonda.org, R-H-O-N-D-A dot O-R-G, and get your copy today. Have we done? And what do we want to do in the future that's good?
doing good in your unique way with the people within your influence is maybe the most powerful worship and even spiritual warfare that there is. Jesus said we have an enemy who came to kill, steal, and destroy. So when you're actively doing good in the world, uh, that's in direct opposition to the enemy who wants to stop you from living your best life. So I'm not saying don't go to church. I'm not saying don't worship in the traditional ways. I mean, different people worship in different ways. Some people it's singing with their hands up in the air and, um, you know, or dancing and being enthusiastic. And for some people it's kneeling quietly in solitude. Whatever your worship is, you know, rock on with that. For me, yeah, I'm a doer. I mean, it's hard for me to sit and do nothing and just rest and take this Sabbath. So maybe I'm just preaching to myself here. But if I don't take the time on Sunday and really look at, okay, what is the unique good that I can do in the world? What am I qualified to do? What has my life experience equipped me and empowered me to do? And if I don't do that, then chances are I'm not fulfilling my purpose. Your purpose has to do with the unique way that you can do good in the world, that you can help other people. Everything that you've been through equips you and empowers you to be able to do that thing. Maybe it's more than one thing. So to take the time on Sunday and really think about that, I think that um, it's like sharpening your axe. If you have to cut trees next week, you don't want to do it with a dull axe. You want to sharpen your axe so that you're as efficient and effective as possible. You can sharpen yourself and your effectiveness in the world. So I challenge you, try it. Slow your roll. Turn off the TV. Um, I mean, and maybe you have little kids that you have to take care of and, you know, maybe you can't do this all day, but could you do it for five minutes? Can you carve out a time? I remember when my daughter was little uh, and, and, you know, I would try to lock myself in the bathroom for five minutes because, and I say lock myself in because, you know, when your kids are little bitty, you can't even go to the bathroom by yourself. So, you know, figure out something so that you can give yourself a couple minutes of solitude. Close your eyes. Breathe. And then do what I do every single day. Every single morning I have an appointment with Jesus and 
I have to. I have to. Otherwise, I really have a hard time being a decent human being. When I have my appointment with Jesus and I start the day, what with that, what I do is I pray. And then instead of just going, okay, amen, and then I run, no, I sit and I listen. So pray, listen, and I don't mean, you know, for the booming voice out of heaven. Maybe you'll get that. I don't get that. Uh, Good for you if you do. But for me, it's an idea that'll pop into my head call this person, email that person, write this letter. Whatever it is, after you've prayed, you really pay attention to those things and then act on them. So it's pray, listen, act. If you get an idea that you're supposed to call somebody, do it. My best example of this was uh, a time when I had this idea I was supposed to call this guy. I hadn't talked to this person in, I guess, over six months. And, you know, I was just busy. I was running my company, working 80 hours a week or whatever crazy amount of time it was. And, and time just got away from me. And I had this idea and I, I, I didn't act on it. And it popped back into my head. I'm, I'm at my office and I'm working and I couldn't, it, like every 15 or 20 minutes, I'd have this idea, call him, call him, call him. I finally called. He didn't answer. I thought, okay, well, I mean, he was, he was retired, so it's not like he's at work or whatever. I thought, okay, well, he must have run to the store and I'll call later. So I call, I don't know, half hour later, he's not there. Well, now I'm calling on a regular basis, every 15 minutes or so, and he's not answering. And finally, I called the police. And I asked the police to go to his address. I lived at a distance. There was no way I could jump in the car and go there. And this this man had passed away. And according to the paramedics who showed up on the scene, he had passed uh, not long after the first thing that popped into my head about calling him. I've never ever forgotten that. Because if I would have really been obedient and when I first got that notion to call him, if I would have called him and he was still alive, I wonder if anything would have been different. I don't know. Um, But I'm not going to make that mistake again, if I can help it. So every single day I pray, I listen, I act on what I hear, and repeat, repeat daily. If you'll do that, you will find that you will walk right into God's good plan for your life. The good plan for your life for which you were born is your purpose. 
It's the fulfillment of your purpose to actually live it out. And when we find and start living in our purpose, oh my word, everything changes because we just feel better. We're happier. Um, we're more cheerful. <laughs> we're, we literally, we physically feel better because we're not stressed out as much. If we're not filled with fear and anxiety uh, and stress, we're easier to get along with, which means our relationships improve. Everything just sort of falls into place when we're living our purpose. So that's it. That's what Sunday is for. To yank the slack out of us and get us focused on what we're here in this life to do. I really hope this has been helpful for you. If it has, I hope you'll share this. I hope you'll subscribe, come back, and, and let's talk again. I'd love to hear from you. You can email me directly at Rhonda, R-H-O-N-D-A, at Rhonda.org. Visit my Facebook page, Rhonda Shortino, and Instagram. It's all Rhonda Shortino, R-H-O-N-D-A-S-C-I-O-R-T-I-N-O. My website is Rhonda.org. So I hope to hear from you and see you again here soon. Thanks for joining me today for Live, Love, Survive, and Thrive. Please subscribe so you never miss an episode. And if you would like to join me on a future podcast, email me at Rhonda at Rhonda.org. Share this with your friends so together we can help more people to live, love, survive, and thrive. And I hope you'll join all of us at loveisaction.com to put your love into action because love is the only thing that can meaningfully measurably, sustainably heal people and restore relationships. See you next time.